This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. And you join us for episode 100. (laughs) We have done these every single day for the past 100 days. Me getting up at 8am or way before that, to be fair, to prep and get ready for the show for the last 100 days. Um, and if you'd have said to me that at the start of those 100 days, when you get to that 100th show, not only would have Arsenal only made three signings, one of which was a, a first-teamer, although it does look like, to be fair, Lukonga could be a first-team player. Um, what's rather interesting is that <laughs> if you'd have said that you'll have a new job by your 100th show, in which you will start on that day, and you will have hit 26,000 subscribers, which we did this morning. I may have said that you were a little bit mad, um, but all of those things have happened, um, and it's quite surreal. Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's new. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to show you what we're going to be getting up to with Reach and Football.London and seeing everything that's going to be going on over there over the next uh, months and and beyond as well. It's uh, a really exciting time and and you guys have joined us along this journey. Uh, Some of you may have joined us from episode one. Let us know if you have tuned in for every single one of the 100 episodes that we've done every morning. I know those that are in the West uh, would have to be getting up at a ridiculous o'clock every day if you have done. But if you've tuned in to just one of these shows, or maybe this is your first show, first of all, welcome I hope you enjoy the content that we've got for you guys on the channel. Uh, I wish you would drop a like on the video. And if you are indeed new, then please do drop a button press on that subscribe uh, symbol that is on your screen. That would be great. Um, As we go into uh, the 100th episode to tell you about what is going on in the world of Arsenal transfers. And we start off, as we have done for the last few days, uh, with a very uh, a lot of thanks to our sponsor, Uh, Pick Your Team by the Arsenal Review. Uh, This is going to be around for the rest of the season. uh, And they are 
looking forward to seeing plenty of you join that league and see if you can beat uh, plenty of the people within it, see if you can beat me, see if you can beat some of our members. And what this is, is effectively it's a predictor game and all you need to do is predict what Mikel Arteta is going to do each game. And you can see we're gradually building our team towards the Brentford game on Friday. When we do our preview show, we'll be revealing the full team that I would hope Mikel Arteta is going to pick. And maybe the team that I think he will probably pick is you want to get the most points as you feasibly can on that day. And uh, <laughs> it's certainly an interesting one to see if you can beat your friends. And there is even a chance of a big monetary prize. At the end of it, you can win £1,000, in fact, if you win the league. So make sure you go and check it out. Without further ado, though, let's kick off with our first transfer story. And it is around Arsenal. I say young. I was about to say Arsenal youngster. Talaj Ubola is not so much a youngster uh, anymore. He is 22 years of age. And it makes complete sense why then he has left the club, the left back, uh, playing for the under-23s. It was about time that this was was done and he moved on because at 22 years of age, you need to really be playing regular senior football. And he's hopefully going to be doing that now with Rotherham, who he has joined on a three-year contract. And uh, we will wish him the absolute best of luck going into next season and hope that he can absolutely smash it and hit the ground running and uh, and build a career from this point in a senior setup. So best of luck to Talaji Bola. Also, best of luck to Jordi Osei-Tutu, who has joined Nottingham Forest on loan for the season. The right-back spent last season on loan in Cardiff. However, because of some serious injuries, he missed quite a lot of the campaign, wasn't able to develop. And maybe if he'd have played that full season and really impressed, he could have even been able to shout of being Arsenal's right-back this season. Um, there is obviously Norton Cuffey, who's in the, uh, the youth setup as well, that's going to be fighting for a possible future place at Arsenal right back. But a lot of, is kind of highly thought of with Jordi Osso too, too. He was on loan in Bochum a couple of years ago, did really well in Germany, uh, didn't manage to play too many games at Cardiff last year, and is now on loan with Nottingham Forest this season. So we look forward to seeing how Jordi Osso too, too does get on in Nottingham, my old neck of the woods. Um, let's move on then to the main transfer stories. And we start off with Rob Holding. And those of you that were hoping to see a big bid from Newcastle coming for Rob Holding, I'm afraid it's not going to be happening from the looks of things. London understand that there is nothing moving forwards with this. He's still very much expecting to be an Arsenal player. There are no kind of bids being made or contacts being made about Rob Holding so far. And he is expected to kind of be a utility man option in the back line for Arsenal and specifically the backup most likely to Ben White, although he can play at left centre-back as well. So you may see him playing alongside Ben White in the future. But there's nothing in regards to Rob Holding maybe leaving the club this window. We move then on to Lucas Torreira, and uh, we talked about this a little bit um, over the last few days or so, and obviously he's been in Spain training because he can't come back to the UK yet because trying to avoid that quarantine period. He is still interesting, Lazio, um, and that is the report coming out of Italy today, is that Lazio still do hold an interest in Lucas Torreira and seeing whether or not they would be able to sign him. He would be available for a very reasonable figure, considering Arsenal don't really have a place for him in their team. Mikel Arteta has kind of, you know, made the bed, uh, as it were, and uh, is not expecting Lucas Torreira to be back. And so, therefore, Lazio would present as a very decent option for a player that's already, you know, transitioned to the Serie A. He played for Sampdoria, where we signed him from. He played very well there. And uh, maybe he will now make the move to Rome and Lazio to play there next season and give Arsenal another financial boost this window, which would be nice. If we then move on to our next story, which is Martin Odegaard, the Norwegian international Real Madrid attacking midfielder who joined us last season on loan for six months. 
is still very much uh, an option for Arsenal, it seems. Uh, information that came out from Spain and the Spanish capital yesterday suggested that Odegaard himself is pushing for a move away from Real Madrid because of uh, Carlo Ancelotti's preference to Isco, which is a little bit surprising considering how kind of much Isco has dropped off over the last couple of seasons or so. But he did get the best out of the Spanish international when Carlo Ancelotti was previously manager and did really well with Isco. So maybe that is a certain area of the pitch that he feels that he can improve, which would leave very little room in the pitch for Martin Odegaard, who wants to be playing week in, week out, wherever he is. He wants to feel stable and settled. And I think he feels that he can be doing that at Arsenal. And Arsenal, we know, were previously interested. He was the number one target at the start of the window. This is going to be one that rolls as well as the James Madison and all of kind of our attacking midfield targets until the end of the window, I feel. And it could even be a transfer deadline day um, fiasco is probably the best word to use for it. So this is still a very a very real possibility that Martin Odegaard joins Arsenal. And the information coming out from Spain is that he is now leaning more towards leaving the club. And as I use the analogy every time, the Newton's cradle of Martin Odegaard continues to swing. We move on to an interesting story that came out of Sheffield yesterday as Sheffield United played Carlisle in the League Cup. Aaron Ramsdale was left out of the squad entirely. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean he is leaving in the coming days or that he was negotiating a deal or he was travelling to London. It doesn't mean any of that. But what it does mean is that he won't be cup-tied if he does make a move to Arsenal. And it feels like this was an unnecessary, if he was going to stay, an unnecessary thing to do to keep him out of the squad entirely. Um, but being Arsenal's second goalkeeper, you would imagine he would be playing in the League Cup for Arsenal, were that the case. And maybe in the discussions that have gone on between Sheffield United and Arsenal, one of the things and one of the requisites throughout the discussions has been that Ramsdale wouldn't play in the Cup game, so therefore he wouldn't be cup-tied and Sheffield United may not miss out on losing that amount of money that they could get. And it is a significant amount of money. London also understands that a fourth bid could be made very soon for Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, whether that fourth bid goes beyond the £30 million figure, we will wait and see. But a third bid has supposedly been put in. It was reported to be around the £26 million with £18 million plus £8 million in add-ons. It is really increasing the price of Aaron Ramsdale. I can't get behind this kind of figure for a backup goalkeeper and for a goalkeeper that's relatively kind of, you know, it's there's a lot of questions surrounding him. I still think he's a good goalkeeper. I just don't think for that amount of money, it's really worth going in for in, in that kind of level. But left out of the team yesterday could be a bit of a hint going forwards. We then look at Tammy Abraham. And this is, I mean, David Ornstein tweeted just before we went live that Roma have an agreement with Chelsea over a permanent deal, which does include a buyback clause within it. Um, but the player is so far undecided. He has spoken with Jose Mourinho and there are representatives expected to fly from Rome to London, which I'm in confusion about how that may happen with quarantine rules, although I'm not up to date on kind of the whole green, red list, amber list sort of thing. But there's supposed to be talks between Abraham and Roma in the coming days to try and convince him to join the Italian club. He is still, as I've said, undecided with both Arsenal and West Ham interested parties in the former Swansea, Aston Villa, Loney uh, from the other seasons ago. And it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Tammy Abraham this window. Arsenal are clearly interested, it seems, in the play. Otherwise, it wouldn't seemingly be going on as long as it is and lingering as long as it is. 
but Roma are definitely in the driving seat. They're the ones that have agreed to get a deal with Chelsea. Interesting that Chelsea wanted a buyback. Arsenal would never allow Chelsea to put a buyback clause, I would hope anyway, into any deal of it if, if we were able to sign him. I don't see a huge point in doing this deal. I've talked about this at length, so I'm not going to go into it now. But I just feel like it's a lot of money to spend when we need to spend money on other areas as a bigger priority. And now we move on to our final story, and that of Bernardo Silva, a player that we know has been made available by Manchester City. Pep Guardiola has said it himself that the player is open to leaving with the competition for places at the Etihad Stadium exceptionally <laughs> congested this season with Grealish in, Foden there, De Bruyne, Mares, Sterling. You've got a lot of players, uh, Ferran Torres as well, of course. So really unsurprising that Bernardo Silva is available. If Arsenal can do this deal, it would be a very interesting signing to do. I'd lean more towards a Madison deal, but Bernardo Silva is still a very good player. And uh, I would encourage people, if you see kind of people saying, oh, I would prefer this player, that player, that player, that doesn't mean they don't necessarily like Bernardo Silva or anyone for that matter. It just means that they prefer someone over them. Um, but I certainly appreciate Bernardo Silva. I think he would upgrade our team absolutely. And if there's a deal to be done and Arsenal get it done, I would be excited about this deal. That's for sure. And to see how you could fit into the Arsenal team. We will wait and see. But Arsenal supposedly in talks with Manchester City about this deal reported yesterday by a number of different outlets. So let's track this one. Let's see if it can be done and let's move forward with it. Um, and that completes the news for today. And uh our hundredth show. Thank you so much to the over 700 you are currently watching. Please do drop a like on the video um, to show your appreciation and support for the last 100 shows in a row every single day. Um, and uh, hopefully by the end of the window, we can bring you some good news. We are going to move on to your questions for the next uh, 10 minutes or so. It's going to be a quicker one today because, as I say, start the new job. Got to be ready. Got to be prepped for the day going in. So we'll stick around for a little bit and answer some of your questions. But if uh, you're not sticking around, then please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe before you go. Uh, and massive thank you to everyone who's helped us hit 26,000 subscribers today as well. It's all happening. Venkatesh says, if Erdogan is pushing for a move, could we get him for a cheaper price than the ex uh, expected uh, kind of figure, which we could then get him for around 30 million offer with add-ons, or could we get him for even less than that. I think Real Madrid have kind of got their price of what they would accept. They have all the balls in their court, as you will. They may be out, you may be able to kind of negotiate down if he pushes for a move, but I think you'd be hard pressed to get it down even further than £30 million, to be honest. Uh, Hussam says, Do you see Bernardo Silva as a 10? I would like to see Bernardo Silva in a Cazorla type role in the squad. Uh, he's very good with his feet. Uh, I see him playing a number of positions. He plays you know, typically out wide uh, for Manchester City quite a lot and has played at number 10, has played in kind of a number eight role as well. Could play in that eight Santi role that, that he previously occupied. I don't think you should ever try and fit a player into a position someone else formerly did unless they are specifically suited for it. I'd rather if we play, if we got Bernardo Silva, we played him in his best role and I'd rather we utilise the best of his abilities. We've done this wrong with Aubameyang for so long, play him out of that position. We need to move forward with the player that we can play in the right position. Uh, let's go to uh, Andre says, Tom, why don't we go for Navas from PSG? He doesn't seem to want to be the number two. I, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? I don't know how old Kayla Navas now is. Let's just have a quick look. Um, he is 34. 
which is, you know, it, for a goalkeeper, you still expect to go on for a, a few more years. But I, I think the wages and the age are probably putting Arsenal off, to be honest. That's probably the really easy answer. But uh, that's that's what it is. Chad Perry says, can you make sense of the dithering? Uh, we could lose out on top options like previous years. Um Obviously, we we perceive it as dithering because we keep seeing reports coming out every single day about these deals and these deals not getting completed. We need to wait until the end of the window and we'll see what happens. I'm not particularly happy about what's going on right now, but I could sit here and say it's a failure and, and explode about all this. And then by the end of the window, we've made a few signs. I will wait until the end of the window until we've made some until we see what happens. I'm not saying that we'll make any signs by then. I will wait to the end of the window. I'll see what happens and uh, we'll move from there. But the fact that we've not got anyone in Bar White, Lekonga, and Tavares ahead of the first game of the Premier League season, is a big failure. Absolutely. Uh, Neil says, Tom, do you still think we'll sign three players? You ask me this every day, Neil, and I'm still saying yes at the moment. Uh, Alan says, why can't we play Tierney in left centre-back and play Nuno at left-back? If we play a high line, if Gabriel is not fit, Tierney will do a good job. Uh, I, I don't think he'll do a better job than Marie in a back four, Alan. He's not a centre-back. He can play left centre-back in a back three, I wouldn't play Tierney at left centre-back. in a. It's not FIFA. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be putting Tierney there. It's a very, very different position as a centre-back in a back two than it is in a back three. So I, I wouldn't play him there. Um, let's scroll up a little bit more. Uh, Answer says, Tom, are you going to do a Dream Team Fantasy Football League? Uh, there is a Fantasy Football League for the Premier League. The link's in the description. Um, you can find it and join our league. It's already being populated, so make sure you go and check it out. Rich Cosman says, Tom, do you think Silver is more likely than Madison based on him knowing Arteta and a cheaper price? Are we going to go for that English core still? Um, I don't think he's... I, I, do, I genuinely have no idea who's the kind of the, the leading candidate at the moment. It goes from one day it's Erdogan, next day it's Madison, next day it's Bernardo Silva. We have no idea who's the leading candidate, and we're going to have to wait and see as to which target Arsenal do, if they ever do, end up signing. Um, but I can't specifically tell you who I know to be the number one target because no one really seems to know right now. And it would be silly to try and guess who it is. So let's wait and see which one Arsenal sign. Uh, I am going to probably try and get a tactical breakdown out on Bernardo Silva at some point, um, seeing as that link seems to be stepping up. So we'll see where that goes. I've got some people in mind to give you some thoughts on that. Um, Scott says, morning, Tom. Other than Ramsdale and Onana, now unlikely, are there any more goalkeepers that we're being linked to? As it seems extremely quiet, considering this is a crucial position for us to fill. Good question, Scott. And I agree with you. It is a very crucial position. It doesn't seem like we are. There were links. We saw some links with Sam, uh, with Sam Johnston. That was kind of expected. Freddie Woodman we saw as well, but that's gone very quiet. It seems it's Ramsdale or bust right now. That's that's the feeling I'm kind of getting around this one, which is a little bit frustrating that, that we're spending this amount of money on a backup keeper if they even see him as a backup keeper. Maybe this is a sign that they're going to sell Leno next summer and then we'll be in the same position where we need to sign another backup keeper. <laughs> we'll wait and see what happens. But uh, in my mind, anyway, it seems as though Ramsdale is the only option they're looking for right now. Um, let's go to Babu, who says, 4-4-2, the Bamiang and Lacquer up front, Henri Bergkamp. Like, well, unfortunately, you can't really play it like Henri Bergkamp because neither of those two players are Bergkamp. Um, you could make comparisons between Henri and the Bamiang style of play, nowhere near the same level of quality, but Bergkamp is... It's, it wasn't even a 4-4-2. It was kind of your 4-4-1-1. And uh, Lacazette is, is not a Bergkamp. So you'd need a very, very different kind of player if you wanted to play that system. George, what's my new job? I'm going to be the Arsenal fan brand writer slash presenter over at Reach, working closely with the guys 
at football.london. So uh, make sure you're uh, keeping tabs on that, George. Uh, Paul says, Tom can't possibly expect any more signings if we can't get players out. Um, and it's very true, Paul. Uh, we need to get players out. Hopefully, we're going to see Joe. I say hopefully, reluctantly, I suppose, a bit. We're going to see Joe Willett move on for a very decent figure. Hopefully, we can get out your Enketias, your Reese Nelsons, uh, your Lucas Torreras, your Bellerins, your Ainsley Maitland-Niles if we need to. We'll wait and see. But it does look like, to me anyway, that those players, Maitland-Niles in particular, seem to be staying. Um, Manu says, uh, what are the positives of waiting until deadline day? None. There are no positives, Manu. Maybe only the fact that you may be able to get players slightly cheaper. But even then, it, I don't believe that you probably could. If Leno were to get injured, we could be getting charged 50% more for the backup goalkeeper. Very true. Clubs could use that to their advantage. Absolutely. Lee Morris, do I like the third shirt? Of course I like the third shirt. The third shirt is a work of art, <laughs> it's fair to say. Uh, EKK says, Tom, uh, is the membership links back up for your channel, please? Uh, yeah, link is in the description, mate. Um, you can find the link to membership down there. You may not be able to do it on your iPhone. It may need to be on a computer. That's that's all I'd say. Um, Jonan says, uh, why would we sign Ramsdale? He isn't even that good of a keeper. Disagree. Onana is defo the better player. Agree. And if we keep Leno for two more seasons, there are a couple of good young goalies out there. Agree. I, I, I think you're harsh on Ramsdale. I think it's a bit of a stereotype that Ramsdale's not a good keeper we're just assuming he's that because he was relegated with the two teams that he was with despite being the player of the season for those two teams i just don't think his price being quoted is reflective of how good he is or the situation that we find ourselves in i wouldn't be paying that much for a backup keeper whatsoever i think it's madness but he may not be a backup keeper that's that's the reality of the situation we're gonna to have to wait and see if he comes in how often he plays and if he usurps Leno from his number one role. So there you go. Uh, Mr. Harrison Carnaby says, is that true? Surely we can sign players and not register them. We can. It just isn't very smart, <laughs> this is what I would say. Uh, why not pick up Neto from Barcelona? Pretty sure he might be a Kia a, um, client, and that would definitely put me off it. And he's not homegrown, Dean, and we need to add some homegrown. I can understand that kind of school of thought from the club in that sense of the word, in that area. So there you go. Chet Pert says, why we got charged 35 million for Mustafi is because we waited until deadline day and we were desperate for a centre-back. Did we sign Mustafi on deadline day? I can't, I can't remember that far back if it was on deadline day. That's a knowledge if it is true. Uh, Nathan says, are you still confident of us getting three more players? Who do you think they would be? Again, I can't tell you who they'd be. <laughs> I have no idea. It's just a prediction. I feel like there is time to get three in. I don't know whether we will. I feel like at the end of this week, it will go down to two but we'll wait and see. Uh, but no, Jahan, there's no news on Gamalish uh, and there's no news on Trippier either. Uh, apologies to disappoint you. And that is where we're going to wrap up today. Thank you ever so much, guys, for tuning in and listening. Really appreciate your support as always for, as I've said already, for about a million times or maybe a hundred because it suits you more, the hundredth episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. We will continue to bring you all the latest Arsenal news and keep you up to date with it. There may be some shows now from with the new job in that are, you know, affected because the new job is the number one priority. Um, so apologies if that does happen, but work comes first as always. So uh, if uh, I'll make sure to keep you up to date of when the shows will be dropping, but for now you can assume 8am until I say otherwise. Um, but other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure, guys, to speak to you. And uh, we will see you again very, very soon. And uh, we are now only a couple of days away from the first game of the season. See you soon, guys. Have a fantastic day and see you later. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mate's already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.